Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the Healthy Conscience Podcast, where a healthy conscience helps you be health conscious. My name is Lynn Lee, and I'm a registered dietitian. My name is Vince, and I'm a fellow quarantined individual. <laughs> Anyways, um, one of the things that I've noticed a lot about people talking about recently is, oh, the funny thing. Oh, you know, the freshman 15 and then now there's a COVID-19. <laughs> I'm going to gain that. <laughs> not 15, but I'm going to gain 19 pounds. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not? I mean, the way we just said it, or the uh, way I just said it, kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. No, that was like a lot of people posting that. But at the same time, I'm like. I feel like I'm more active being quarantined. But I, I have know. more time. Yeah, I feel like I'm more active than um, prior to this. But I'm wondering if it's because it's like people rely on being at the gym or being somewhere to do physical activity versus like just doing it at home. Uh, and we're so used to, you're so used to practicing in the back yard backyard in the garage and then you're so used to doing like workouts in the garage and i'm used to doing that now too versus going somewhere going to a gym going to a class or something like that true so i think a lot of people use would rely on doing things like that we've been prepping for this pandemic for years and then i think the other thing is like people are like oh i'm bored so i'm constantly eating thinking that oh my god i'm eating so much more and all i'm doing is eating and eating and eating now, I don't know. I mean, I think it's because we're so used to being somewhere and being at work. Like even for me, when I'm at work, breakfast, I have an I have something already set out. I have something planned. Lunch, I already have something that's set out. I have something planned. Dinner, I have to think about it. But during the weekends when we're home, I'm like, oh, my God, what are we going to have for breakfast? Right after breakfast, it's like, what are we going to have for lunch? Oh, my God, what are we going to have for dinner? Mm-hmm. So I think it's the constant notion of thinking about cooking and thinking about food and thinking about eating. I kind of, I, I personally think that because of the uh, quarantine, we're actually eating better. Yeah. Like not to say that eating out is bad, but like usually we like to go explore different food and different places. And a lot of times, like, especially if, if you don't, if you watch like cooking videos, you'll start to realize how much fat and sugar people put in their cooking. Oh my gosh, we watched a video yesterday (laughs) and I haven't eaten this thing before, but this guy kept pouring sugar into his sauce and he kept going and he was like, yep, it's that much sugar. And I was like, oh my God. And the base of it was cooking wine, which is like sugar, like super sugary. Yeah. And so it was like cooking wine and more sugar. And then I don't know, what was it? Like a miso glaze or something? Or like a sweet miso glaze? It was pretty much just like a sugar with a hint of miso. Yes. I don't know. It just blew my mind looking at this dish. But I think it's the 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 fact that we're cooking at home, so we're able to control a lot of factors. Yeah. Able to control how much oil you put into your cooking, how much sugar is put into this item. I feel like we're not holding back on flavor in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Because, um, what was it? Pad Thai. I think I made it the other day. It's been a long time since I made Pad Thai. So then we looked up a video, and the person in the video was like, oh, you know, this is quote-unquote not diet food. And she used a lot of oil. But when I cooked it, I did not use as much oil, and it still worked out the exact same way. Yeah. So I think I feel like like a lot of times 
oil and sugar. I feel like it's definitely necessary in cooking, but sometimes people use it in like a cheater sense. They put like hell of fat. Yeah. And hell of fat is going to taste amazing. I don't know. But you kind of some sometimes it surpasses like 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 a level that it could be already good and they just start pounding tons of fat in there. Yeah, but I think that's like I mean over the years I've done better cuz like being a dietitian for a while I always was like, "Oh my god, I can't eat that." But then I realized like I could eat that but in moderation. Yeah. So when I, same video, seeing this guy make this sweet miso glazed dish also made, what was it, mac and uh, potato salad? Oh, yeah. And how, the ratio of mayonnaise that was in there, I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm never going to eat that There ever. was like equal amount of mayonnaise to actual contents. So there was like, so he did like the, the macaroni, the potatoes, and it was like a bowl. And then, mayo another whole bowl and i was like no way and then he said it again he's like yep that all of this is going in there all of it and i was like oh no 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 <laughs> that is insane i think that's why i recently made like some potato um salad like yeah, a yeah. potato olivier it's a Persian spin on potato salad, but it's with like shredded chicken. Um, shout out to my friend who introduced us to it, Nicole. Um, but that was something that I struggled with because, first of all, we didn't really have regular mayonnaise. All we had was like the Japanese mayonnaise, the Kewpie may mayo. Yeah. And so I didn't want to use too much of it because I get like kind of nauseous from like very rich foods. Mm -hmm. So... I think that might be why I couldn't make it taste the same. I personally have never liked mayo by same. itself. Like actually, when I was a kid, I loved mayo. Oh, really? <laughs> it was kind of funny. I knew this kid in middle school, and I kid you not, he like he like he told this big old joke one day mm. about big old joke. Yeah, huh? he, he had this a big old joke. <laughs> his stepmom, he kept joke, or he we thought he was joking. Yeah. He, he told me how his stepmom got a best foods tattoo. No. <laughs> and we, we thought she was joking because he didn't like his stepmom. But one day he picked, she picked him up from school and we saw the tattoo. <laughs> We're like, what? It was real. It was a best foods tattoo. It was like on her leg right here. It was no, a jar. Why though? I don't, I don't, maybe it's kind of seemed like it would be a joke, but she had a best foods tattoo. How old were you? Uh, 12. 12, okay. I, I'm kind of surprised how you can remember how old you were. I mean, it was because it was middle school. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't know, like, the difference between mayo. People would, like, swear by, like, like best foods versus um, that people say Miracle Whip is disgusting. and. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean... I haven't experimented with I ha don't really experiment. I... There's specific things like growing up i actually really liked mayo as like a kid i would eat because i really like that rich um thick flavor i think it's like the it's like that it's that fat flavor yeah. that like people like it it is good yeah. like in a like a vietnamese sandwich if it doesn't have mayonnaise oh. it, it kind of like doesn't taste right See, so that's where um so growing up we would now this sounds disgusting maybe to some people but to me it was amazing like a hot dog with uh -huh. mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, it was so good with the mayo. And then, like, um, what else was there? 
um, Vietnamese sandwiches. I don't make it all the time, but when I do make it, I do have that mayo in it. And then the, the combination. So if you know Vietnamese sandwich and you know Vietnamese food, there's this thing called jello. Uh-huh. Jello mixed with um, mayo and soy sauce. It's like heaven. Oh, and then with and, the, the pate and the butter. Okay, yes. So I would like, when we wouldn't have the baguette, I would just do like sliced bread, toast it, slap some mayonnaise on there, a little bit of soy sauce on there, and then just slap a couple of slices of the jello on it. And that was like my sandwich. And it was like the best. I still think of it right now. So the conclusion is that mayo makes things taste better. Um, but maybe. <laughs> In excess, not so much. <laughs> yes, but back to our topic a little bit about um, the whole like the freshman 15. So the only reason why I know a little bit about the or not know a little bit. We did research about the freshman 15 back in like college. You did? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, freshman 15, for those who don't know, because I didn't really know what it was until people started talking about it. And it was explained to me is like. As soon as you hit freshman year of college, you gain 15 pounds. Uh-huh. And so some people took that literally and really, truly believed it and went with this mentality of, oh, whatever, fork it. I'm going to gain the weight, so might as well. Yeah. So they're like, I'm going to gain the 15 pounds. The notion is, is because when you go to college, you move out of your house, you have a little bit more of food freedom, food freedom from your parents. Yeah. So it's like you get to choose whatever you eat. Now they're not. There's not someone over there saying, you got to eat your veggies kind of thing, or you got to eat X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So now people are just like, oh, I'm going to eat this burger, and that's all I'm going to eat. And on top of that, food freedom. And some of the individuals don't know how to cook, so they have to eat what is available. Yeah, I know a lot of people, out. they like will strictly rely on like fast food or instant food. Or easy food. foods, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like most of it isn't just super fat heavy. So I think like what you were saying about metabolism, I think some people thought it was metabolism, uh-huh. but it's not. It's related more so to a change in the eating pattern and lifestyle. I know also like kids that go to like UC schools mm-hmm. uh, or schools that have like a dining cafeteria, card? Oh. yeah, dining card or dining. It's like a buffet. It's like, oh, yeah, breakfast, lunch and dinner is a buffet. Mm-hmm. So like, especially if you like grew up and like look forward to buffets like myself (laughs) (laughs) my brother used to like swipe me in and then like we would just go like we'd stay in there for like four hours and just just eat and it's funny can you tell us about like um when you would go to the buffet and then get like kicked out pretty much oh well that only happened and you're like the the thinnest person that only happened once though. oh okay buffets were like a treat for us mm-hmm. and so we'd look forward to it and we'd have like eating competitions <laughs> between my brothers and then also like i think when my grandparents would take us to hometown buffet on senior discount day oh so we'd go there <laughs> and we'd have eating contests and like who could eat the most and so we'd literally have like these plates like piled up bigger than our heads mm-hmm. of food and we'd try to finish it what then- kind of food was it it's buffet food. Oh. Like whatever they have, like, you know, hometown buffet, yeah, Sizzler, yeah. Fresh didn't, Choice. Didn't you say like one time, like you went to like a sushi place and they did all you can eat, but then they limit, they stopped you after a while? Oh, no. It was a pizza place. Pizza place. There's this pizza place on Fair Oaks Boulevard. I forget oh, okay. the name of it. but So in Sacramento. 
I don't think it's open anymore, but oh, you wiped them out. I think so. <laughs> we went. Th- we were like in high school, and we like they get you pizza by the plate, mm-hmm. right? So you get a you go up to the thing, the pizzas are all on plates. A you grab sli- it whole like pizza. No, they're just slices. slices. Okay, so you, each slice you get it, and there's like four. There's like four of us there. Mm-hmm. Each of us has twenty plates stacked up. And then the guy came up to him, he's like, okay, uh, that's enough. It's time to go. So who was it? It was you, Kurt, and... Uh, two of our skating friends. Two, oh, my gosh. Skating friends. <laughs> so we'd go skating in, like around the neighborhood, and we, we'd stop there. That it was is... like... And it was cheap. It was $5. Oh, my gosh. A $5 buffet. <laughs> no I think it might have increased to like $7 after we went there. But it was like a cheap buffet, and we stacked up 20 pieces each. So I think like buffets were also a treat for me growing up, but then um, it wasn't with my parents. It was like, I think the first time I ever went to a buffet was with my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was her first job that I can remember. It was at Hometown Buffet. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she worked there and then she would talk about all these like foods from there. And then... Um, it was fun to go to buffets because you get to try a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. And then it's like, ooh, I want a little bit of this. Ooh, I want a little bit of this. And then they make like desserts and make things look so attractive at buffets. Like on display? Yeah. Like I, fe- I feel like the foods or maybe the more recent ones that we've gone to, the last few oh. ones, they make things look so nice. I noticed like... I mean, it wasn't until recently that I've ever been to a Las Vegas buffet, but they make it look super glamorous. That was like probably the last buffet we've gone to. And that was a very glamorous looking buffet. And I just kept wanting to eat. (laughs) But you know what? Not not trying to be a hater, but no matter what buffet I went to, like the desserts, they were never that great. Except for the soft serve. Okay. I mean, it's soft serve. Yeah. It's pretty standard. Yeah. Um, but yes. But the brownies, the, desserts, the yeah, cakes. That's what I was going to say. They make it look so attractive. But when you actually eat it, it's like, mm. Yeah, it tastes like uh, bread. Bread? It like tastes chocolate it bread. Like, I didn't like it. It was like sweet, but like no texture, no no other real good flavor, no smoothness. Yeah. But yeah. Which is surprising because you would think in Las Vegas it'd be super good. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's like one of those things where they just make it attractive. So a hack at buffets is I just get like the fruit or I do get like some kind of baked good and then I put the soft serve on top of it. Oh. Yeah. So it's like a homemade treat kind of. Sure. But um, like students going to dining halls. I remember like in college there were students that would just go to the dining hall, swipe in once and stay there all day day like study eat oh, yeah. breakfast lunch and dinner there i'm like that's oh what we used to do gosh that's smart at uc davis <laughs> <laughs> we used to go to uc davis because my brother went there uh-huh. and um we would sneak into the um what's the place where you work out the grad the no grad? no i don't remember whatever it was him and his friends would be walking down the hallway and one of them would push one of them into the door the uh, emergency exit yeah and the door would open like 10 dudes <laughs> would be waiting there. We'd all run in. We'd run into the bathroom, step on a toilet seat, and we'd just wait there. Security guards would come in and look for us, and then they leave, and then we'd go practice. Oh, my goodness. And then after that, we would go to the 
uh, dining hall to eat. Is this for real though? This sounds like a scene from a like a movie or a show or something. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> we would do this like once a week because uh, there's just limited places for us to practice. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we weren't we weren't causing any trouble. Like we were like we were we actually were going there. And we were teaching kids how to dance. So, oh. but we'd have to break in to teach kids how to dance. Oh my goodness, I don't remember. But we'd go we'd. Then, like, my brother would take us to the dining hall because he had all these swipes, but mm-hmm. I guess he didn't use it. Yeah. So we he'd swipe us all in and we'd get food there. Yeah, I remember, like, my friends that – I didn't know Kurt at the time, but I remember my friends would be like, oh, I have extra swipes. You want to come? And I didn't understand this terminology because – I didn't live on campus. Oh, yeah. I did not. Like, people rave about going to Davis, rave about going to UC Davis. So I turned 18. I got, ad- I got what is it, admitted? Is that the I word? I think so. I got accepted. Administered. I got accepted into UC Davis, and that was a school that my parents, like, dream school. I went there, but then I lived off campus. So I did not have the typical, like, experience mm. because – supposedly the rumor was in our community was that when you go to UC Davis, you're supposed to live on campus. It's required, yada, yada, yada. But I, but I didn't do that. I lived off campus. I drove onto campus and went home. How did so, you get around that? I thought it was a rule. See, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> see, see, you even think it's a rule. I, I got around it somehow, but I did not have a good experience. Uh, so maybe that's why people are like kind of required or made to seem like they need to go stay on campus because I lived off campus and I didn't I didn't like that school. Yeah. I mean, that school's amazing, but I still to this day have like PTSD every time I'm like, "Ugh, UC Davis." <laughs> no offense to it in any way, shape, or form, because it's amazing. But I think it was my experience. It's probably just like the kids that you were, that you met, or people yeah. that are around you. Like you just can't. Some there's like so many people when you go to a college that you just can't relate to. Yeah. So that's I think that's what it was because I was a girl from Stockton, born and raised, and this was the first like place I moved out to, first people I meet outside of my city. And they were all like interesting. Like I can't explain. Like I didn't feel like they were really themselves. Yeah. I kind of feel like they were still discovering who they were. Uh-huh. Not to say that I wasn't doing that. But a lot of times I felt like, oh, that's what's cool to do. Okay, I'm going to do that. And I'm like, Uh, and I'm over here like, that's not that cool. So they were fake. Yeah, to me. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that was kind of where it was. And then a lot of the individuals that I met, I couldn't relate with because I think there's like a socioeconomic difference between us. Like I grew up here and they would be like, (gasps) oh. You grew up in Stockton. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Like to me, it didn't mean anything. It just meant that's where I'm from. I didn't know that there was anything else to it. And people would like react a certain way to me. And then I think on top of that, I had a really bad experience when I didn't understand certain like things that they were talking about. Cause like, um, I remember I took like a, some kind of really weird class, but it was like lit like comparative literature or something, but it was like middle times something. I can't remember. Uh-huh. Anyways, everything had really weird names. Nothing made sense. I, at that time, did not understand what a pun meant. Yeah. Now, I love puns. But at the you age love of puns? Eight, yes. 
I do. <laughs> it's very punny to me. Oh my <laughs> but um, at the age of 18, I was never exposed to what pun meant and the definition of it. And asking questions about it to my professor, she made me feel like I was so stupid. Mm. So from there, I turned around and just couldn't anymore. Yeah. So you couldn't relate to the teachers either. I couldn't relate to the teachers either. Uh, it was very difficult because they would say things that didn't make sense to me. Like one time, one of the professors in the front of the class was like, something, 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 um, McDonald's. Yeah, I went to McDonald's. And I'm like, what's wrong with going to McDonald's? I always go to McDonald's. But I didn't get that. Mm. So like that was how much of a disconnect I had with that city. Davis is a very, um, how would you describe Davis? It's a hippie city. Hippie dippy city. Nothing. Hippy dippy cow tipping. Oh, yes. Can't really explain any other way, shape, or form. But apparently, Davis's McDonald's was one of the first McDonald's that ever closed, is what I was told as a fact. Oh, really? Something funny like that. But I don't know how accurate that is. Did I ever tell you how uh, I almost got recruited into a Korean fraternity at UC Davis? <laughs> I think so. It was like, it was funny because, like, we, me and my friend literally went to a party there. Uh-huh. And then, like, I guess they thought we were cool or something. So mm. then they invited us to, like, two other parties. And w- the first one, it was like a, um, there was like a, uh, they're they were, uh, adding new members. Uh-huh. And then they're, like, asking, hey, you guys want to, you guys want to join? And we're like, we don't go here. Like, we go to American River College. <laughs> like, we're just, we go to community college. Which is down, like, city over and they're like oh it's cool it's cool bro don't you want to be our little bro i was like uh yeah i don't understand that language (laughs) the third was the awkward one because the third third party it was like an an acceptance um, party like where new members were like they're congratulating them and it was kind of like as if like they were upset that we uh didn't accept because it was, it was also it was awkward because they're like yeah come be our little bro yeah uh, it, it'll only cost you know three hundred dollars every couple months i'm like i ain't got well, no money homie i gotta pay to be your little brother <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> and at this point i didn't even know what a fraternity was yeah. so, they're like, so they're just like yeah be our little bro bro it's only three hundred dollars give you a discount 50 percent off 150. i don't understand any of that stuff like i didn't grow up knowing what it was either yeah, I mean, I I guess I understand now because they do stuff together. Yeah. So it makes sense. It's like a, I don't know, Boy Scouts, like college bonding. Boy Scouts. Yeah. I, at that age, I don't think I was never really exposed to it. And so going to school there and not living on campus again, I wasn't exposed to that, that culture. Yeah. So I yeah. didn't know. I didn't get it. And I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. Now I get it. Like Now I get it. They like help each other out, get into, yeah. I don't know. It's jobs. like early on networking. Yeah. And it's like building bonds that you can't really just build by having class with people in gen- yeah. general education. I think in my mind back then, I was just like, I was so fixated on like, why am I paying to be your friend? Yeah. But now I can't, now I get it. Like, it makes sense. You're, you're, you're creating network experiences that could last yeah. forever. So it's pretty nice. I feel like it is a wonderful experience and it would have been nice to experience that and i couldn't afford it yeah i couldn't afford it (laughs) that did not that was not part of it and they weren't trying to give me a scholarship (laughs) so back to this whole covid19 that means i'm gonna gain 19 pounds after this quarantine thing Mm -hmm. like parts of it 
I get that it's kind of a joke, but it really adds to like the diet culture and image culture and like making people kind of feel crappy about themselves. Mm. Like, what do you mean by that? Like the whole like, because people are like, oh my gosh, does that mean I'm going to gain 19 pounds? Like, like, does it, it adds to diet culture because it puts a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it puts like something negative where it's like, I'm going to gain weight, meaning I'm going to look less attractive, meaning I'm going to be less worthy because the way X, Y, and Z said it was like a joke, meaning that it's not cool to gain weight. Yeah, it's kind of like you're you're making a joke about weight like, gain, gaining weight and being less attractive. Pretty much. So gaining weight does not mean you're less attractive in any way, shape, or form. Gaining weight can also mean healthy. Yeah. It does mean healthy. It doesn't always mean bad. Yeah. And I I noticed too, like, there was like those like workout challenges, which I think was cool because it's keeping people active, physically active. Mm -hmm. But then you also see the people who like become obsessive about it where they're like, oh, I just ate a cookie. Now I got to hit 20 push-ups or yeah. else I'm going to get fat. I'm going to get that 19 pounds. See, it adds to that that train of thought. Like yeah. we're maybe because me and you were like more exposed to this, like we're desensitized to culture, like diet culture. Yeah. So we're able to kind of like sort it out and be like, okay, that's a joke that they're trying to say. Yeah. Um, But then I feel like people who aren't aware of diet culture and aren't aware of like and aren't confident about their own body and their own self-image i feel like it actually causes damage to them yeah i think like a lot of people don't they still even to this day they still don't understand the like problem with like uh body image issues and like how toxic some like something you could some joke could be to them yeah, why don't we just like, like kind of like how people I've also heard, this is probably a little more sensitive, but I keep hearing, oh, I'm going to be an alcoholic by the time this ends. How do you feel an actual recovering alcoholic feels about hearing you say that? Yeah. Like, really? This is like the same thing with body image issues. Body image issues are not maybe as obvious as like being an alcoholic, but everyone has probably gone through it or are going through it. Yeah. So adding to it by saying, oh, I'm going to gain weight. Ha ha ha. It's not that funny. Yeah. Usually the people that the more obvious issues or symptoms I'm seeing is like people be like look at themselves in the mirror and then it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so ugly. Like based on like them gaining a little bit of weight. Uh Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I don't. I feel like I'm for the individuals that are like working out to maintain their health. Yeah. To reach optimal health, to continue to be healthy and be like well balanced in their life versus the people who are like, oh, my God, I I'm eating too much and I'm not going to work. So I'm not even being that active. So now I have to force myself to work out to compensate for eating. Yeah. That in itself, that is a bad cycle to be in. I feel like we, we live in such a backwards culture. Yeah. Like, I feel like in a realistic sense, like eating is the route to being healthy mm-hmm. or one route to being healthy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people treat it as like, oh, I'm eating and I'm eating and it's making me unhealthy. Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed recently is that I still am seeing a lot of my patients and then they 
feel and when I talk to them, I mean, across the board, when I talk to patients, usually they'll have like this kind of guilt driven kind of thing when they start to talk to a dietitian. Um, And for the most part, I'm a lot of these patients I'm meeting still for the first time around, but um, they'll be like, oh, the dietitian, (gasps) I got to sit up straight. I got to make sure I tell her this is what I'm eating. This is what I'm doing. But in actuality, I am not judging you for what you're eating. I'm trying to help you find a way to develop um, more nutrient-dense lifestyle of eating. Yeah. Or, But in, in a sense, I've been getting patients who are like, well, because of this, like they, as soon as I ask, how has managing your nutrition been? How has it been? They're like, oh, because of this like uh, COVID-19 stuff, I've been um, um, like eating bad. And I'm like, hold on. What are you eating? And then they start telling me. And I'm like, you know what? In this time, eat to survive. Yeah. Honestly, eat to survive. If you're capable of finding those fresh produce, buy it and eat it. If you're capable of finding any kind of vegetable right now or fruit or whatever, buy it and eat it. If you can't, so be it. Yeah. This is for the time being, you're still making an effort to try to maintain your normal lifestyle. But if you can't, you can't. Right now, we're trying to survive. We're trying to keep each other alive. Yeah. So why fixate on how you're going to be like, oh, i got to maintain my figure during this time. We live in such a backwards society when it comes to anything in relationship to food. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I, there's certain things I'll understand, like fast food, like certain fast foods uh, are super fat dense. And could, if you eat it every single day, sure, mm-hmm. it could cause some issues. But like you like going to In-N-Out Burger once in a while is not going to kill you. You going to McDonald's once in a while is not going to kill you. That's like, not going to be the reason why you I, die. You know what it is? All those stupid doctors and. It's okay. Let's not say that. But uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't mean stupid doctors, but stupid fake doctors and stupid uh, pseudoscientists. That's what I mean. (laughs) All those stupid pseudoscientists and documentaries about the pseudoscientists, like basically saying like, if you eat this, you're going to get cancer and die and blah, blah, blah. And they're not really relating like why Mm -hmm. that would happen. They're just saying like this equals cancer. Now people like literally see like a burger as cancer or they see like pizza cancer yeah and that's what their eyes literally that like everyone sees that jeez cancer like um no it's not cancer yeah it's like everything in moderation if i sit here and what's the most purest thing you can think of like like food yeah food drink water water if i sit here and just drink water and that's it i would probably die yep if i sit here and eat only goji berries that's the new super food right (laughs) (laughs) that's the first thing i can think of if i sat here and only ate goji berries i'd probably die probably go crazy yeah probably go crazy (laughs) and then die in general right now the importance is to support each other and survive and actually make it through this what else can we do like seriously right i also at the same time i think in a um like I know there's a lot of like negative things going on in the world. I'd have noticed that as a society, a lot of people, or at least what I've seen, are coming together a little bit more during this situation instead of like trying to bash on each other. What do you mean? You know, people that are like constantly like 
in arguments or debates with each other, I uh-huh. notice that a lot of them are a little bit less aggressive towards each other. Good. And it's like a little bit like people are coming together, like checking in on each other. How are you doing? Versus like, hey, your opinion's wrong and mine's right. Yeah. Because right now we're in such like uncertain times and nothing is like set in stone. One day you're allowed to wear masks. One day you're not allowed to wear masks. The next day we have a ton of masks. The next day we have no masks. And then the day after that, it's like everyone's required to wear a mask everywhere. We're going to arrest you without that mask. Actually, I think I've heard. Well, I don't know what I've heard. I saw some article, but I can't trust the internet anymore. Yeah, right now it's like, oh, my friend told me this. Yeah. My friend's friend has a friend who that's, works for a friend. I feel like that's like daily, like current day media. Yeah. but My friend's friend's friend told me that. <laughs> that guy got arrested for not wearing a mask. Let me just find a picture of a guy not wearing a mask. Okay, there. There, there. That's my oh, friend's oh. friend's friend. <laughs> so actually it's my friend's uncle. If that cuts it a little bit more. Twice removed. (laughs) But I think the biggest thing right now is like talking about nutrition and talking about your health. Just try to focus on what you can do and how you can like improve yourself. I've seen a lot of like friends who post. (laughs) I've seen friends who done this. These are my actual friends, not just friends of friends. But I've seen friends who post themselves like doing a workout or like um, just cooking and doing things and posting about food in a neutral manner. Yeah. Not like, oh, I got to do this because I ate too much or, oh, I got to eat all those vegetables because I ate too much pork belly earlier. I don't know. But it's kind of like posting neutral, like just like giving each other ideas. I don't know if people realize this, but when they post food, it gives me ideas to cook. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of nice. Someone posted pad thai the other day and I was like, I ran out of ideas to cook. Now I'm going to cook pad thai. That's another positive thing I'm seeing right now is I like that so many people are cooking. Yeah. Like there's even this, there's like a Facebook group of people cooking stuff right Mm -hmm. now, even though some of it doesn't really look that great. (laughs) It's actually kind of inspirational. In a a lot of not so great looking food probably tastes amazing. I'm like, oh, that looks like it could be good. I will make it. Yeah. So <laughs> in this time being, instead of fixating on, oh, my God, all of the what ifs, what if I gain this much weight? What if this happens? What if that happens? What do I need to do to prevent all of this X, Y and Z? Focus on something that you can better yourself. Yeah. And be neutral about it. Like. Focus on something that makes you happy. Focus on something that makes you happy. Um, for Vince, it's dancing. It is? I think so. Okay. Cooking. Dancing and cooking. Dancing and cooking. Dancing around the kitchen and cooking. For me, what is what makes me happy? I think crafting makes me happy, but then getting messy and making a hot mess frustrates me. So I don't know. Really? <laughs> really? So when, you, um, <laughs> when you're cooking and then you leave all the dishes there for yeah, me I to clean you. up? That's what makes you happy. Mm, Anyways, find (laughs) what makes you happy in this time being. Eat what you can that is going to keep you nourished. Don't focus on, oh my God, I'm going to gain 19 pounds. Forget that. Let that slide. Let that go. Because right now, focus on what you could eat to survive. Keep yourself safe. Wash your hands. Keep social distancing. Come on. I want this pandemic to end. I want to go to the beach. 
Yes, me too. <laughs> I want to go somewhere. I, I need a vacation. Vince and I have not gone on a vacation in nearly two years, and I need to go on a vacation. I go on a vacation every time I wake up. Oh, dear. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Healthy Conscience Podcast. I can't even say it. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Conscience Podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. Also, don't forget to say, okay, Google, or hey, Alexa, play the Healthy Conscience Podcast. Oh, snap, because they'll do it for you. Yep. Yup. It's that cool. Kind of cool. Anyways, have a lovely day. And don't forget to brush your teeth.